Sporting Goss with Tim Gossage. Been a busy show so far. It continues still to come after the 11 o'clock news. We'll be chatting with Lee Kitchen from Subiaco Footy Club. Big game Thursday night against Perth. Verity Charles, West Coast Fever. Huge win last night against the Giants in the Suncorp Super Netball. And Tyson Beatty talking all things American sports star Spangled Banter. But the French Open is underway and it's already been shrouded in... Well, it started out as controversy, but now I think there's a touch of sadness and that's to do with Naomi Osaka and someone who's across all things tennis is the great Australian tennis player, Nicole Bradkin. She's been kind enough to join us on SEN here in Perth. Uh, Nicole, thanks for your time. It uh, really was a, a strange 48 hours for Naomi Osaka and the sport in general. Yeah, well, hi, Tim. Yeah, look, a bit of a strange one, but... Look, for me, um, yeah, there's two, two, I guess, ways of, of looking at it. If she was feeling the angst that she's doing, I don't know why she came and played the tournament in the first place. Um, you know, get your, if, you know, she's saying with her mental, mental health, you know, for, first and foremost, get that right, where she feels that she's actually comfortable to be able to get out. out. She's not saying it's on the court. It's, it's obviously the interviews afterwards. But... There's going to be press no matter where she goes. So then if she's going on to Wimbledon, you mean to tell me that the English press aren't even harder than what the French press are? So it's going to follow her. I just think she was probably ill-advised of the way to go about this. Um, um, you know, obviously she doesn't like doing the press conferences. She's done them, but it's just part and parcel for what you've got to do as a tennis player. And if, you know, she doesn't do them, then every other top player is going to say, well, you know, why do I have to do it as well? So... I just think if she was feeling, you know, flat and low at the moment, then maybe she just shouldn't have come to the French and worked on what she needed to work on to get her in a mental capacity that A, she could play and B, B, do the interviews. Yeah, suffers from depression and has since the US Open in 2018. That seems to ring a bell. Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you listen to a lot of her press conferences in the past, that, you know, they are, they are a little bit different, but... Um, you know, maybe she just needs to take time off to get that right, go seek mm-hmm. professional help. And and the other thing is, too, I mean, I, I, people bring, uh, bring up Ash. She's had a lot of, um, you know, when she does her press conferences, but I think she's gone and selected people to try and help her how to deal with these circumstances. And I think it might sort of benefit Naomi if she got someone mm-hmm. to give her the tools that when she does go into a press conference that, you know, whether she can turn it around or, you know, be honest so I don't like playing on clay it's not my best surface but I'll give it a go Mm. um I like playing on hard court or I like playing on grass but you know this is what I've got to do well we'll find out more in regards to her but hopefully she can get away from the game and deal with her social anxiety which she says that's why she wears headphones when she's in and around tournaments just so that can be her uh, her comfort zone but let's move off Naomi Osaka because she's not there but Serena Williams is there and she had to survive a bit of a a scare to beat Romania's Arena Camellia Bagu yeah look a a tough one and and obviously Serena it's not her probably preferred um, surface and I think the older that you do get you know it is harder to to get out there and grind out there and she hasn't played a lot of matches as well so Mm. Um, I don't really see Serena getting deep into the French Open. 
Okay, well, that would mean that Margaret Court's all-time record is safe again. And I think, we, I think we, it is pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, we want it to go either way, don't we? We either beat the bloody record so we can move on because that's all we, all we talk about now is every time we mention Serena Williams is, oh, it's got the Grand Slam record, oh, the Grand Slam record, oh, the Grand... We just like it one way or the yeah. other. She's either going to make it or she's not going to make it. Do you think she can make it at the age of 39 going on 40? No, I don't. I just think... I just think um, I think it's too hard, you know, that many matches, and I don't care how good you've been in the past. It's just I think her age is catching up with her, and then, you know, she's not playing many matches, so therefore mm. when you're not playing many matches, you're not getting match fit. So um, I just think there's a couple of those big things that, that sort of go against her when she's trying to break this record. Nicole Bradke, our guest on Sporting Goss, we're talking about the French Open, which is, uh, well, we've advanced to uh, day three, which starts tonight, of course. But Roger Federer's got through. He's uh, slowly but surely another 39-year-old, but uh, he's aiming for another Grand Slam win, and he's not out of of his depth here, is he? No, look, and once again, just because, you know, I guess you look at surfaces that you feel like you can, you've got your best chance of, A, winning another Grand Slam. And, you know, we've seen in sort of the last few years he's opted to not to play the French, I guess, for that, that reason that he, he figures that, you know, his best chances of winning a Grand Slam or winning tournaments still is on the grass. So, but, mm. you know, you might be thinking, oh, well, I want to, I just want to give it a crack because I haven't, he hasn't played a lot and he's, you know, just wanting to get some match practice. So um, whether that be on clay and then obviously he'll go over to England or wherever a couple of the other um, grass tournaments are and he's just probably looking to get some matches under his belt before he tackles the grass. And always, there's a bloke called Rafa Nadal too, who stands in his yeah. Well, <laughs> he sleeps well, in clay. You reckon he sleeps in clay? Do you reckon he has clay on his Wheaties, Nadal? Well, you know, it's just he's just <laughs> he's phenomenal the way he plays, and he's just Incredible. you know tough, and that's just by far his, his his best surface. But you know, he's won a lot of other surfaces as well. So yeah, he's just a, a true champion, and that record is uh, I can't see ever being broken on the on the clay courts at the French. Just tell our listeners the difference, just in a nutshell, a paragraph on each. So let's go normal hard court, Australian open court, the grass and the clay. What are the yeah. three elements that are so different in regards to the ball and the racket on those surfaces? And is it, a, is it the speed at which the ball comes off? Is it, the, is it your footing? What is it for our listeners? Just explain to us the three different surfaces. Well, the clay, definitely um, a lot of, unless you've actually grown up in Europe, is learning to slide Mm -hmm. on the clay, which is Mm -hmm. um, a huge thing, which a lot of the Americans don't really like doing. They like playing on hard courts. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's the sliding and it's just growing up on clay. You'll learn, there's no quick short points. You'll learn to construct points in clay. So the rallies tend to go for a lot longer. On grass, if you've got a wicked slice backhand like Roger Federer has, that's certainly um, a plus. And being able to volley and have a great serve is certainly helps you on the grass. On the hard court, you know, there are a varying um, hard courts. You, you generally get a pretty true bounce on the hard courts, but they can be quicker. Some can be quicker than others and the ball can fluff up. But, um, you know, most people like playing on the hard, hard courts just because... It's a true surface. You're, you, um, it lends, it lends to the ball. So that's for me the the three sort of differences on the court. So it's always great as a junior to, I think, to learn to play on clay, to learn to construct points. That's the first thing, and then you get to learn how to do the others as you get older. 
Uh, day three, Barty, Sharma, Dimonor, Popperin and Duckworth all in action. Obviously, Barty's the one we look forward to. Dimonor and Popperin are yeah. on the rise, so to speak. Sharma is a, a rising talent. I mean, there's a good lot of young Australian talent in action on day three. Yeah, well, well as to Sharma, she's um, sort of went to the States after the Open and, and, you know, won that tournament on the green clay over there. And so she's been uh, given a wild card, which is, tra- which is great. But, I mean, she's got to be wary too. She's playing a qualifier that's qualified for the French Open in Barra. So, but a very winnable ma- match for her. I mean, Ash, we're looking for her to do extremely well and even win the tournament. And um, Isla Tomlonovic had a win in the first mm. round, but she's got to play uh, Pavlenchiva in uh, the second round. So that that's kind of a tough one. And then poor Alex Proper, and he's got a tough one against Rafa. So, um, and then James Duckworth, you know, a winnable match um, for him as well. So, um, look, we hopefully get a few wins out of those, those matches there. I hope you don't mind, but we'd love to chat again later in the tournament. Love to. Hopefully there'll but, be Aussies to talk about. Yeah, that's the main thing. Well, if there's not, we won't be calling you. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nice to chat. <laughs> Good on you. Nicole, Nicole Frankie joining us. She's lovely to talk to. She's uh, been a, uh, a wonderful ambassador, so to speak, for the tennis world, uh, even in her playing retirement. And she still knows the game at the top level. And we appreciate her taking her our call today.